Yeah. Live from Bedford, Stavis, son, the liveest one. Representing BK to the fullest. Bastard ducking when hope be bucking. Chicken heads be clucking. Uh, back when Ratchet was a ratchet and the vixen was a vixen and your master J was a lob. I was mixing, cooking, coke in the kitchen back when Robin All was right. a Live in effect from the Million Dollar Studios. The boys of Greenwood are back. Bonjour, Shalom, what's up? A little, yeah, how you living? Little taste of 444 there for you from Jay Z from my title subscription. So oh, for the, yeah. Those of you thinking we flack file things, we don't. Uh, how you living today, Jazz? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, I think I gotta check out BB Driver this weekend. Yeah, that's like a is John Hamm in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard him doing some podcasts. He was uh, he was chatting about that. Uh, what's the what's the skinny on it? On uh, uh, it's pretty good. Um, my friends who have seen it said they've liked it. Um, it's supposed to be like a ballet, but with cars. So okay, yeah. okay, they're picking up on the uh, Fast and Furious and adding a little more art flavor. Yeah, it? yeah, a little, yeah. Because he's a getaway driver, so it's a lot like the Italian Job or um, French Connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I, I mean, I, that's what I, whenever I hear car chase cinema, I hear French Connection gets brought right. But uh, we are here live in effect right now. Today is June. No, I'm just kidding. It's July second, two thousand seventeen. It's so late in the game, man. It's getting, uh, it's getting deep in July. Or into uh, in 2017. Right. It's it's six months in. Yeah. Man, this is the seventh month, baby. We're about to celebrate independence. About to... Uh, Brexit 1776. People are going to have to call the fire department because their neighbors get a little while out with the fireworks. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a whole American fun. <laughs> yeah, they were doing that uh, last night here in that neighborhood. They were going like, pop, pop, pop. And I'm like, all right, dog. Yeah, one of the things about Washington is we have quite a bit of fireworks here. That's true. And uh, a lot of the uh, reservations and whatnot have pretty much no rules about what types of things they can sell. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you can pretty much get anything in the state. So uh, a lot of people were uh, getting around with fireworks these days. And uh, also, we're uh, we're moving into you know the the actual hottest days of the year yeah. here in Seattle. We're getting uh, out of 80s and heading into 90s sometimes. So uh, shout out to uh, feeling the heat. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, what do you what do you got in uh, your your neck of the woods these days? Anything? Anything at all? Like like. <laughs> going on early july what's, what's oh. Chaz's, uh, summer flavor oh i'm probably gonna be lounging on uh lake union with some friends on some floaties okay so that should be pretty chill and then like something called slosh ball earlier in the day before that for fourth of july okay is that like some type of game that's played while in the water or no. is it like a game that you probably somehow get wet no, you're supposed to get drunk while you play. Okay, slosh, like drinking, not slosh, like splish, splash. Slosh, yeah. like, okay. Yeah, so I was like, so. Okay, okay. Because you mentioned the lake and then the slosh, it all kind of like, yeah. But just getting sloshed. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's a game. It's a game called drinking. <laughs> where a bunch of adults enter a room together and drink. And uh, well, I think we're basically playing like baseball or kickball. 
Oh, one of those. Oh, and yeah. then it's like you can't run without having a beer. Yeah. I mean, you got to pound it if you to get to second base. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've I think I've seen some of those. Well, uh we'll ride on, man. Um speaking of good days, do you have any callbacks this week? Uh I don't have any sound effects queued up, so callbacks. Oh, uh, yeah. Um the callback I did want to talk about was just like the A, the ACHA, um, the American Healthcare Act, so the HCA, sorry. Um, they won't be voting on it until they come after the recess, so that's cool, that's good. The moderates and the uh, hardcore conservatives aren't really seeing eye to eye on the bill right now, so it is, uh, it's pretty good to see that we can push it back just a little bit. There were phrases like uh, "dead on arrival" at one point, mm-hmm. and uh, which is always kind of a uh, when when you're dealing with Republicans is just kind of a, a a bullshit call because they always seem to somehow at the last minute get all the signatories they need. So uh, <clears throat> I won't be calling it DOA, but uh, I like that it's it's going through the process a little slower than a lot were expected. Yeah, and uh, you know. The Hill is flexing some of its muscle in the face of the executive um, branch's attitude. And, and that's that's a normal thing that happens from Democratic presidents and Republican presidents. That's, For sure. There's the flexing from Capitol Hill, and then sometimes there's the flexing from Supreme Court to uphold laws that um, better suit the American public as opposed to one person's one agenda. And so, yeah, no, it's good to see it. Um like I said, though, I don't know. You know, I bet they pass it. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll pass some form of it, but yeah, you know, they're at least with the at least they're talking about it, and at least they're trying to make changes to it. Uh, yeah, so it, it's not because you know the American people like Obamacare now, so they're kind of like at a kind of an impasse where they said for seven years we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare, yeah. and, but they're really hype about the repeal part of it. And they haven't done jack shit about the replace part, and I think that's if they if they do it the way they're doing it right now, that's still gonna fuck them over in 2018. Yeah, yeah, the 2018. I mean, and we're definitely entering that election cycle now. Like, we're gonna really start to meet some candidates mm-hmm. in, the, in those major races, and uh, and we we need to be focusing on the districts that are winnable. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, I know how the Dems are with money, and it's it's going to be an interesting mm-hmm. folly of theirs if they give money to all the wrong reasons to the wrong people, similar mm-hmm. to Hillary's campaign plan, you know, not going to Pennsylvania, for instance. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she didn't do that. Yeah. And, and then the rest of the Rust Belt. So how are we going to gain back seats in the Rust Belt, you know, and is there any, you know, place there that we can actually do that? Because that's the other problem is we don't want to funnel a bunch of money to districts that are just blatantly red. Yeah. You know. And let me see. What else is there? Also, the a revised uh, travel ban came out. I got cut out. Aha. Uh-huh. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. We'll come back. <laughs> All right. So there's a revised travel ban, and uh, I was going to play a little clip for that. Nice. 
What is the administration saying now about who is permitted in and who isn't? Right, so from these six countries, uh, and individuals who have certain family connections, so spouses, mothers, fathers, children, siblings, even step-siblings, they can be allowed in. That, 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 the, the State Department is counting that as a bona fide connection. But if you're the grandparent, uh, of a U.S. citizen, for instance, or the grandchild, and you're trying to get in and you're a citizen from one of these six countries, that does not count in the, in the State Department in the U.S. administration's view. And there was also a, a definition of business relationship. Right. So if you're a student with a, that has been accepted into a U.S. university, uh, a, uh, someone with an offer of employment from uh, an American company, or even a lecture coming into uh, um, lecture uh, at a conference, for instance, or university, you can be allowed in. But if you're someone who's just booked a hotel room or a tour or something like that, that does not count. Yeah, so there's that. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so what was the I mean, I didn't I didn't really understand what the <laughs> what was the scope of that? I don't know. It was basically just saying um uh, based on the new travel ban, you have to have a bona fide relationship uh when you're trying to come from one of those six countries and uh, if you don't have that type of bona fide uh relationships mentioned in the clip, you, you basically won't be able to be in. And I think it's like 60 days or no, 90 days for all the other people who won't be able to come in. So if they want to just come here on vacation, they couldn't do that. And uh, and from what I've heard, like mostly everybody who comes over does have a bona fide relationship of some sort. So it won't impede as many people as once thought. But, you know, it, it's a good compromise until the Supreme Court can talk about it. Um in the fall when it actually goes to the supreme court right and then uh, by that point i mean do we have a full supreme court now as as of this moment has, oh yeah so everyone's confirmed and so we have all members okay yeah it was only neil who needed to be confirmed right and then uh once he got confirmed um but then we we have like health issues now listed and and then there's a possibility of a retiring judge so. Uh, the judge who's retiring doesn't seem like he's going to retire. Okay. Based on, like, what other pundits and people are saying, based on, like, he hired new clerks and stuff, so... Okay. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, keep an eye on the courts. Um, moving forward, uh, now that it is officially the episode, um... Speaking of people that are checking balances on the executive power, one of the places they can do that is, of course, Capitol Hill. Oh, yeah. And all part of our American focus point, the state of America. Dun, 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 dun. Which is currently warm. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <clears throat> and uh, what are they doing on Capitol Hill? Is there anything uh, in the classic... Uh, segment of our of our show bill watch B -b -b bill watch yeah so yeah sometimes you feel that so there's two and uh, two uh bills that passed the house and are going to the senate all are having to do with uh immigration as well too it is hr 303 and hr 304 um, H.R. 303 is no sanctuary for criminals act. So uh, remember when we played the clips above like Marianne Mendoza and people like that and how they were focusing on, on border states like Texas, New Mexico and Arizona. Well, 
pretty much something like this is what is going to kind of try to deal with it because it says hr 303 strengthens current law to combat dangerous sanctuary policies that shield unlawful and criminal immigrants from federal immigration enforcement specifically the bill clarifies u.s immigration and customs enforcement ice detainer authority the tool used by federal immigration enforcement offices to pick up criminal aliens from local jails by established statutory probable cause standards and issues or deniers and there's more but or an issue detainers for uh will issue detainers for them and such so so definitely when they say like the sanctuary city and the whole point of the sanctuary city is so the cops aren't like yo you legal yo you legal yo you don't look legal yo you legal they make that like frowned upon to say that and this is basically trying to say no nah, son you can't do that yeah we need to find these illegal aliens and get them the fuck out of here like that's that's <laughs> it's crass but yeah right like <laughs> and then the other one let me go to that is uh HR 304 protects public safety by enhancing penalties for deported felons who return to the United States. Specifically, the bill provides for a sentence, uh, if not more than 10 years, for an alien convicted of three or more misdemeanors or a felony. Damn. Really? <laughs> Imprisonment for not more than 15 years for an alien convicted of a felony insistence term of imprisonment for at least 30 months. Man. And then there's a bunch of other ones for that one, too. But, good lord, it's just... Just ways of getting people declared to be criminals, and then it's more easy for them to kind of, like, right, feed like, them out of the country. Yeah, it, no, no, through, here's the through, thing, though. Through the current system. They, they're not feeding them out of the country <coughs> at that point. If they lock them up for, like, 10, 15 years... Yeah, but sometimes oh. those people are presented with deportation options. That's actually kind of the other underhanded side to this is they can sign deals where, yeah, they can stay in the United States for five years in a penitentiary and then be released and be deported. And sometimes they're given the opportunity to serve like six months to a year and then they get the option of leaving the country. And so it's this weird, it's a back end way of deportation and it's kind of like a like a smoke and mirrors trick well i wasn't even going to just comment on that i was going to say that with most of our prisons being private prisons and private prisons basically just getting cheap labor this is just another way to increase cheap labor yeah and add to the prison population yeah it does that too yeah and i mean it it uh it definitely it's it, yeah it's not a fix to the problem if the whole point yeah is that we don't have the facilities to take care of them, so then we're building more prisons so that we can take care of more. Exactly. Yeah. Prisons are being built solely <clears throat> for economic profit. They are not being built for rehabilitation anymore. They're just like, oh, you fucked up? Yeah, you're going to work for us now. But those those are my bills. Uh, 304 is Kate's Law. Uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm, Kate's Law. No, they're trying to pull at your heartstrings with that one. And... And then the 303 is, of course, No Sanctuary for Criminals Act. So those are the two. Keep a watch of them. Um, I'm going to tell you right I now. I think it's HR 3003. Oh, yeah. 3004. HR 3004. You're right. For Kate's Law. You are right. Yeah. So, yeah, I have been basically following these bills and some other bills on GovTrack.us. You can do the same. If yeah. You, 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 can see, you can find out who votes and when they vote, when the vote's coming up, and... If there's a vote, or if it's at committee, or if it's, 
you know where it's going to go and as always go visit your state legislature or uh, go visit the congress when you're there see if you can see a session when it's happening and watch uh political action happen you'll see that uh it's a lot of people just basically summarizing paragraphs at each other <laughs> and not really speaking and somehow all the business gets done with staff behind closed doors so <laughs> it's interesting yeah <coughs> state legislators are a little more open um if you go visit your state legislature it's a little more pretty much people discussing the issues and getting stuff done and it's a lot like kind of a it feels like like a 400 level class in like college okay because it's like there's you know like a whiteboard and then there's like possibly like you know they can display on a wall and discuss like facts and figures for budgets and stuff like that so Whoa. it's like it's a little more like you know collegial democracy in action yeah whereas the uh the version in 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 congress is like so it's pomp and circumstance to the utmost mm. that it doesn't it's like not as much gets done visibly in the in the the actual halls um but yeah that's a little bit of uh our segment bill watch Otherwise, man, we're uh, we're here live in the summer episode. That's right. So, like, what's going on in America this week? What have you heard about? What, what's been uh, coming down the pipeline for you? Well, you know, I mean, I did hear a little bit from um, the Meet the Press podcast, which is an extension of the show, Meet the Press. Okay. And it was an interview with uh, Meet the Press host uh, Chuck Todd former uh white house press secretary for nbc now host of meet the press and um he interviews malcolm gladwell who, okay who was uh, obviously of uh outliers fame and uh also host of the revisionist history podcast shout out to other podcasts and um a little excerpt on their discussion where um despite uh malcolm gladwell's canadianism um, mm -hmm. He contracted when he was born in Canada. Uh -huh, eh? uh, he uh, he describes uh, why Trump um, doesn't necessarily get a pass, but why we could have expected a lot of the behaviors that he's conducted since he's been in in the office. And this is that piece of that discussion. All righty. Let's take it down with how do you explain Trump? How do you explain the rise of Trump? I was it's funny. I was having a conversation with a friend at lunch today. He's a real estate guy. I, I have a friend in the real estate business. Uh, and uh, in New York, and when she describes the way that business operates and the kinds of people who are attracted to it and the way in which they approach problems, it explains Trump very um, nicely. Uh, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean that he's, he is a product, he's a man who has spent his entire life in a world with very specific rules. And when you pluck someone from that world... 50 years in that world, and you bring him into, into another domain, politics, he's going to fall back on what he knows. And, you know, uh, real estate is a high-stakes, uh, deal-specific, um, pretty cutthroat, not a terribly polite world, you know. Right. And everything we've seen from him is consistent with the way uh, real estate, uh, you know, moguls wheel and deal. That's what we're looking at. I don't know if it needs to be more... More complicated than that. Um, Interesting uh, kind of yeah. kind of dynamic look at um, at Trump breaking down just kind of the nature of the business that he conducted himself in. For sure, high stakes New York real estate, 
and uh and uh in that it was uh it basically it um it shows that with that type of environment you're going to create somebody who's going to be very um uh like cutthroat cutthroat competitive hurt they're gonna, yeah they're gonna um <clears throat> yeah they're gonna fight for every square inch they can get and cut costs at every point that they can and and that type of kind of bully mentality uh gives survival and the winner take all mentality is the person that actually pulls out in that environment and ends up being a survival uh business and that that kind of attitude applied to the white house would explain a lot of kind of the decision making strategies and kind of the twitter presidency that we have today um it's weird it's just an interesting dynamic and once again it's just malcolm gladwell who who's just kind of a thoughtful person so i kind of i really do take his opinion with uh with a lot of value because you know he's not giving trump a pass per se as Mm -hmm. he's saying that you know he elevated himself to a level that um people did have to respect him in that trade in for the, sure in the new york real estate world even though you know as, as certain documentaries have outlined he, he was always considered an outsider even in maybe in his own mind or within the circles themselves. Yeah, he kind of was. Right, and that he was always going up against this attitude that he didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, a lot of those documentaries attribute that to his success and rise in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And so Malcolm Gladwell, of course, um, also being of, uh, of statistical fame, uh didn't want to get into the uh, specifics when it was uh being pried at because he said he doesn't think he could add much more to the conversation and i think that kind of to me also sums up the whole trump presidency in a nutshell is he if impeachment really isn't that plausible we just have three years of this left how much of it do we want to spend talking about the nuts and bolts of the attitude you know and yeah. how, how much do we really want to talk more about what the country is doing and what the people right. in that country are doing and you know it's uh it it may be more of a of a kind of like just settle down and uh and 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 work on the things that we can actually affect and less so focus on the um the attention getting of a reality star right you know i mean that's the one thing reality stars are good at is getting attention yeah and the one thing i've ever learned from my experience as an american and observing reality stars is the only way you can make a reality star go away is to stop paying attention yeah that's true that is very true i was listening to pod save america the other day And, oh gosh, I can't remember the senator's name. I think it was like Joe Kennedy, I think. Joe Kennedy the third, um, Ted Kennedy's cousin, nephew, or something or other. If I'm remembering that correctly. But he was on there, and he <coughs> was talking about how, like, in the last election, a lot of kids didn't vote. And they were saying, like, so what is going on? Uh, well, it's not like they're sitting around on Sunday watching Meet the Press. So I'm kind of thinking to myself, I'm like... I need to sit around on Sundays more and watch Meet the Press and all those other ones and 
you know probably can give you guys a better report of that so you guys don't have to spend all your free time like <laughs> yeah the sunday the sunday political circuit is is interesting luckily now most of them have uh selective digital formats that they come in pretty regularly yeah um cbs is kind of uh drags its feet in producing podcasts nbc is uh complete open source for podcasts every pretty much all of its shows that have any type of um uh, like you know, all their news programs and everything, uh, are are divulged into podcast form. Oh, okay. And then uh, as well as ABC, so you have mm. uh, um, like World News Tonight is a good arm for kind of blast media. It'll get a little entertainment side sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's it's got some good journalism to it. And then um, George Stephanopoulos hosts uh, this week, which every week interviews like a couple people from the Hill. Maybe, oh, okay. maybe a lawmaker, maybe a uh, um, a pundit, maybe a writer like a New York Times or Washington Post columnist, okay. and then uh, and then of course Meet the Press, longest running show, and uh, and then the the CBS one that I don't think produces any type of digital format. It's kind of hard to get if you don't watch. Is Face the Nation? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, but it does get, it has a little more of a objective towards Republican, um, agenda a bit. That's, I, I actually need to see both sides. So yeah. that's fine. And I mean, some would probably say that because it's a CBS station, that's inaccurate because CBS is a Viacom station and Viacom owns MTV and Comedy Central and all that. Um, for some reason, the news arm of CBS has always been a little more conservative, um, this is the Dan Rather experience yeah. um, <clears throat> news network. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that's my, yeah, I. Uh, it was kind of a tradition for me for several years, mostly the Tim Russert years mm. of Meet the Press, of waking up every Sunday morning and trying to collectively watch as much political punditry as possible. Yeah. And uh, so I got I got pretty used to those, the programs. Um, Tim Russert forever would be the best. So if you want, mm-hmm. go back and watch some classic Meet the Press with Tim Russert, and you'll see his interview style and his ability to remain objective, almost centrist. Oh wow! To the point of like never really displaying his cards. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was a good interviewer, and uh, he he didn't let the. Uh, he didn't let the guest off the hook. If there was someone there that could deliver the American people the answer and they were skirting around it, Tim Russert kept drilling the the question. Without being, like, bullying, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like he made it to where they needed to tell what they knew. <laughs> and so he, he got a lot of, like, real statements from politicians. Nice. Yeah. Um yeah that's my experience yeah meet the press is a good yeah i I guess i mean i definitely was the only one in my circle that watched it i'm pretty sure based on the ads everyone was like senior citizens Mm. so it's kind of like watching price is right you know okay okay yeah that makes sense i think the price is right though i do too (laughs) i think we've had a whole podcast where we talked about the price is right that's right almost ad nauseum (laughs) Um, I guess, hey, well, you know what? I'm going to bring back a topic for our fun topic and say the, uh, okay. the, the, com- the comedy specials 
um Ooh. and and how netflix is is dropping comedy specials left and right so they I, are so i think it's an appropriate conversation they're freaking cheap to produce apparently something's happening yeah because they've dropped probably like 20 this mm-hmm. year and they're fire some of them i mean they had the Chappelle drop the louis ck drop yeah um most recently they had um well they've had joe rogan's dropped they have oh i haven't seen joe rogan's yeah they've got they've got adam sandler producing um like seven movies seven movies or something yeah yo like i watched a few of them there the cobbler is fucking weird it's like are they kind of garbage or what like uh, a little bit like the cobbler is trying to be like some weird blue collar spanglish or something that, like it, it's supposed to be one of his like artistic pursuits right and the one the one where it's supposed to be a spoof on the magnificent seven that was like slapsticky like it was it was it was cle- it was sandler cliche but you know apparently they're fucking popular really yeah in a certain part of america them shits is popular huh and i'm like okay i can see that i can see like the brainless and like I didn't, what I didn't realize is Adam Sandler has a very specific niche market, and that niche market is a lot huger than we think. Cause it's one of the biggest uh, shows on Netflix, according to sources that judge that sort of thing. I, I, cause I, I mean, well, I think that must only just be on like word of mouth because officially Netflix doesn't release any statistics. Yeah, yeah. There's something. Uh, so they must just like interview people to find out there's probably i mean there's surveys there's different ways yeah. you can find out what people it's are watching secondary info most likely yeah but but still because it's only on one source you 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 realize that it's a netflix person you know what i mean because it's like mm-hmm. you can't you can't get those movies elsewhere right <laughs> i don't even think you can go to like adam sandler's website and get those movies <laughs> um but yeah the comedy special so um I've been watching, uh, yeah, there's a Michael Shea special that's on there now. Um, I watched, uh, I'm going to watch the Rory Scoville one. I have it downloaded that, because uh, they have that option now. When you get your phone, you can download some of Oh, it. yeah, that's right. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to watch that one. So, yeah, the com- shout out to the comedy special for a little uh, right. divergence moment. Go go enjoy a little haha in this serious world of trump and and pain all right y'all okay mm-hmm. well uh moving along man is there any other topics that you wanted to uh touch in with more depth you know what there there isn't there isn't anything that really happened this week that i was like thinking about or or something i was like oh my god what kind of was a calm week yeah the world took a little bit of a breather I guess there was that thing in uh, Europe with all their, like, fire safety and all that. Oh, that was devastating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the whole, the idea that a bunch of contractors took cut corners and mm-hmm. and essentially that one fire, you know, was terrible and killed so many people, but also outlined a much larger problem in London with building materials right. and the safety of their living quarters. Because it turns out there's so many places that they've actually evacuated based on the fact that they had the same um, style, uh, whatever exterior yeah. building material that is, um, as uh, as the building that burned up. Which is interesting. Like, So I spent some time working at a certain 
uh, hardware store chain where let's just say you wear an orange apron and we sell things <laughs> you, you buy in orange buckets is it the competitor with the company that rhymes with foes <laughs> yeah we competed with them but uh, <laughs> i had to do um well i worked there i was hired as a cashier doing the cashier thing and slowly but surely different departments would have needs and so they would send people like me back to kind of study and learn about the different uh other departments in the store and one of them that i learned about was building materials okay and it was actually one of the more extensive um training programs as opposed to just kind of like i don't know even just like lumber because even just lumber is like you're mo you're just dealing with wood like mm -hmm. specific one type of product and so you know there's different uses yada yada but like in a week you can get a pretty good rundown of how a lumber yard works. Yeah, you like maple for this, cedar for this. Yeah, treated, untreated. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, indoor, outdoor, all that stuff. And uh, and but then in building materials, it gets a it gets a little more hairy because, you know, um, the different depths of products that that people are buying. So from everything from um like what these people were doing which is like a kind of a basically like an exterior drywall essentially oh, yeah. it was like a it was like a faux exterior insulator that would make a building probably give it a higher energy rating mm -hmm. and then also um maybe a better exterior look so it was kind of aesthetic and um giving actually a, a benefit to the building those are the type of uh, upgrades buildings do these yeah. days is they make they make upgrades that make the building look better but also somehow make it more efficient to be a building and typically that's going to be energy loss mm -hmm. and so unfortunately though um the type of material that they could have gotten and they're um several options that deal mostly in type of uh, kind of asbestos clone materials mm -hmm. um that are fire retardant and they went the other route which is cheaper lighter and uh super f in the end flammable mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh it's it's just well just based on that whole little analogy of the home depot thing is you know that was just me selling you the stuff and like i just can't imagine on a large scale i mean that you know there's going to be warehouses full of these materials and mm -hmm. y someone's going to sell it yeah that's true and if a buyer because that's what the materials people are saying is like the buyer came and asked us for this number of this and we sent it to them like that's not our fault we're not supposed to ask you what are you using this for <laughs> like yeah i'm in the tile selling business so i sold all them tiles yeah, that got me thinking that, like, looking at uh, some uh, local, well, not races anymore, because, like, up in uh, B.C., um, and because they have the parliamentary system as well, too, with their provinces, uh, mm -hmm. um, I think the liberals are out and, um, or no, no, I think the liberals are in, and they took someone else out because they aligned with another, with the Green Party, and so they could have members and such, and I'm kind of like... And that also happened between, like, Northern Ireland and another group in England. And I'm like, progressives and, um, you know, moderate Democrats, I think you should do the same thing. Like, I mean, I think you're trying, but I don't think you're selling a good game just yet. But you can do it. And then we can win. And then we'll win. I know. Yeah, and then, and then we got to win race by race right now. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, and all uh, honestly, we got to stop the bleeding. 
um, no pun intended on the color of uh, the Republican Party on most maps. But, um, I mean, we lost four special elections this month, or last month, so. Yeah, yeah. You but know, they were all in ruby red districts. Yeah, but still, I'm just saying, like, the, the losses are still piling up. Like, it's not stopping. Like, we have to... We have to win races in... We have to be competitive in all districts is, is a true reality. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I don't know. I think you have to min-max. I, I think you have to, like, win the minimum amount of... Like, you, you should put the maximum effort in uh, winning the minimum amount of states you need to in order to gain dominance. Yeah, yeah but doesn't that... Comp- I mean, to some degree, doesn't that perpetuate the kind of like ebb and flow immediate uh pendulum response of the opposing party in our 50 50 dim republican world well see in our dim republican world like there is the dichotomy but the dichotomy doesn't always um put forth a right designation of like who believes what so there's like you could say someone like me who's liberal um who's liberal about certain things like you know laissez-faire i don't know if i care i want to be like laissez-faire capitalism but more i'm just like eh people can do what they want mainly if they just don't fuck with people but also think that socialized health care should be a thing then you know someone on the democratic like i could probably be swayed by someone on the uh republican side to say well if you want like this thing well maybe we can get you this part of this thing right right or there's someone else who's you know a moderate, well, a moderate centrist uh, Republican. It's not and the party, it's the policies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then, I mean, so so we have these uh, candidates that are going to be running in these districts. We have to sway the tide to some degree, stop the bleeding, whatever analogy you want to use. I mean, to some degree, the, the, the Dems have to start winning races. We're taking punches. I mean, this is beyond rope-a-dope at this point. Like, this is just, well, this is this I mean, is Money Mayweather, this is seventh round, this is, he's won the last six. Like, you can't come back from this. Uh, well, no, 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 we can, because these are just special elections. These were... No, though, I'm not talking about those four, I'm talking about the goddamn November 8th, whatever, the day that Trump took over. I'm talking about the whole kit and caboodle, those four included. I'm saying the 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 problem is stacking against the Democratic Party. They're taking punches to the face because they're not reacting like a real fighter. We're playing this game like we're not going up against um, a real menace. The Republicans are fierce at winning elections. They are downright and dirty. They win elections. And uh, we're not playing the game right because there's a lot of kind of half-assed, old-school politics. Let's put the person that is most popular based on who knows what information mm-hmm. and and what i'm saying is yeah we got to stop taking punches from money mayweather because he's just going to knock us the fuck out and you lose more states like like the if if more states i mean obviously you're pretty much always going to have certain urban uh population density areas um yeah I just mean, based on social service voting but honestly i think we would have had a hard time winning any of those four states like handedly and the the spread like the the lowest spread was like 50 like 43 to 58%. And that was and that was the one in Montana. The assault off one was 54 to 80 or no 52 to 48%. So they're close and that's what matters. 
Like it, 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 it's like if it's a war, these were battles, and these are battles you learn from. These aren't battles that are going to end the war. So as bad as it seems, I think that it'll it'll tell the it shows the Democrats exactly what they need to do in order to win in 2018. And if they don't learn from their mistakes, then then it is the battle that ends the war. But I just want I just hope we start putting <clears throat> up candidates that actually uh can can talk about um the whole jobs quotient and this whole kind of m- old meets new mentality a little bit we can't we can't I agree with that yeah we can't move all the way forward as progressive as we want right now mm-hmm. um because half the population is dragging their feet and so we need to some degree kind of like marry those two worlds so that they can see our agenda they can come towards where we're heading but at the same time um you know we have to yield to some degree <laughs> that's the weird part no know? no i agree completely that's that's basically why i think this podcast is good because you know yeah trying to figure out because you know there's people who just want to work when i was listening to indivisible that's just what people are like yo just give us jobs want to work and and what i really think that actually like part of me thinks because i know there are people who are like yeah i need to do something Right, and then I think there's another part of it where they're saying uh, I need to uh, be able to like have the money to survive. So I think if you you were able to just provide the ability to survive, then you have to ask the question of who would work and who wouldn't. And and I and I think that's definitely we're not there to ask that question yet. But I think it's where I think it's where it should go. Even though people are like bootstraps, 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 I'm like, yeah, you don't really need bootstraps. Yeah, pull yourself out of bootstraps. Doesn't even make sense. Like, how do you how do you pick yourself up by your uh, by your own shoes? Right. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Um, if you haven't listened to it before, just the K R U W um show left, right, and center. And apparently their show is going to a whole hour. So it's definitely on the more, well, it, it's political punditry, but it's not like the stuff that you would see on TV so much. They they try to have like good and measured conversations about different things. And uh, definitely both sides on, they're both definitely, I would say, like center left and center right. Um, and also someone like their guest is probably in the center or like not maybe in a different spectrum maybe progressive one way progressive another way and things like that so it's a good show that sounds that sounds like a good one uh any any programs or uh uh meetings that are coming up either in the local area or nationally that you know about any not not that i know about but next time i go to uh, my let's talk event I'll ask them, and once I have that information, I'll pass it along to y'all. Um, I'd like to say shout out to all of you uh, celebrating Independence Day coming up this year. Um, obviously, some of you probably have already heard this podcast. It'll be a long time past that. But uh, I do think that's a, a part of American tradition. It harkens back to uh, what we essentially declare as our, our opening act. Um, uh, and... Uh, it's an interesting tradition. Obviously, it stomps on uh, the traditions of certain other cultures that were here before us. It also, to some degree, continues and perpetuates this state institution mentality that may or may not be the reason why we're in these international conflicts. Uh-huh. But that all being said, um, we must admit there were certain systems before 
that also had some uh, shortcomings. And this novel experiment, as it was uh, described in its era, um, it was an interesting testament to st what state institutional and government and all that is. And, uh, and so that, I say celebrate and celebrate safely. Celebrate the good things about your life. Family, you know, eat some good, wholesome food, i.e. barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Get them hot dogs. Yeah, throw, throw a frisbee around, you know. Go Get sit, that potato salad. Sit in and or around near water. And, uh, and, and enjoy maybe the viewing of some safely conducted fireworks. Um, uh, shout out also to the future YouTube videos of uh, firework mishaps that do occur. Yes. We, we can't stop all of them, but um, <laughs> they will get views. Um, everybody, I hope you guys stay safe. Uh, get at me at Seatown Mayor and uh, live on the Twitter. Follow our man. Chaz. Uh, C-R-S-I-I, you know, hashtag Bill Watch, and I'll be posting things on GovTrack and all that, and uh, just let me know what other topics you think I should really look into. Um, uh, I might next time address the whole Lacey Green thing. Um, if you don't know, she's that one old-school YouTuber that has seen the quote-unquote take the red pill and trying to take, you know, kind of an intermediary side of it and how people are reacting to that and kind of what I think about it. So, yeah. Otherwise, we are cheer. Later, guys. Peace. Peace. What a bum bum. What a bum bum. I don't give a goddamn. I don't give a goddamn. When my come a dance, I'm a spliff on Guinness. Yo, crowd of people, go and mind your business. This hunting season. Make I tell you hunting season. Well, I tell you something season. Yo, this a hunting season.